0: This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. Kevin De Bruyne who sets up a shot and scores!
1: And now it's with Harry Kane and it's another chance to make it three and he doesn't miss this time! That's Coutinho for Salah! Oh that's brilliant! Mo Salah's header. From Coutinho's, excellent cross And here's your host, James Rose Hello and welcome to episode 9 of our second season Glad to have you with us Back this week is the chairman of the KC Gunners The man who screamed with delight at the news of a third North London derby And who's clearly upset at Petr Cech becoming a
0: second string goalkeeper Dry those tears
1: It's Boyce Richardson, how are you bud?
0: I'm really excited to start charging Spurs rent for using the Emirates. Oh, no. Here we go. It's already started.
1: Uh, now, unfortunately, Jared could not be with us today, but we are delighted to be joined by a new guest. He's one of the founders and hosts of the Loud Americans Discussing Soccer podcast, He is an Arsenal fan, and quite the beer connoisseur, I'm told. Joining us today from sunny Philadelphia, please welcome Mr. Kevin Pettit. How are you, bud? Hey, sup, <laughs> what's going sup. on? I haven't had too many beers today, so I'm
2: pretty, uh, you know, Arsenal didn't make me uh, drown my sorrows too much. So yeah, thanks for having me. Maybe that was last
1: season when Arsenal weren't doing so strong, so uh, sobering up. <laughs> it's been a few seasons actually, but there, yeah. There you go. I to say, it?
0: it hasn't just been one.
1: <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's go ahead and kick off guys with our top three segment where our contestants try to figure out which stories and games were the most discussed. Three points for guessing number one, two for number two and so on. Uh, so Kevin, since you're our guest this this week you're going to get to go first so out of all those fixtures that were played over the weekend uh, which do you think was the most talked about
2: Oh, easily Arsenal versus Liverpool. I mean, two top six sides, two clashing for uh, you know for the title, which, you know, Arsenal are title contenders. I'll say it. We're back. <laughs> and, you know, that's totally,
1: we're back. So I'm definitely going to say Arsenal versus Liverpool. You would sir, absolutely be correct. And that'll take uh, all three points. So nice work. Good start on that one. Yes, uh, Arsenal share a point with Liverpool at the Emirates as Milner's low drive is cancelled out by Lacazette's. Impressive spin strike. Final scores one to one. Would you say it's a fair result for Arsenal then, Kevin? Being an Arsenal fan yourself, uh, give us give us your analysis of the game as a whole. Well, going in and
2: seeing us go down to a good old old man James Milner, who's he's just turning back the clock. I don't understand the guy at all uh i i it's a fair result at the emirates you know when we were usually an arsenal side in the past couple of years going down one nil to a top 6 uh usually ozil becomes into his classic ghost he becomes casper um <laughs> you know i i'm very impressed how we you know came back into this game we actually had some you know like cohes like i haven't seen an arsenal side bounce back that well mm-hmm. and especially under unai emery who i think has done just a bang up job with the side
1: Honestly, I am i'm I'm pretty ecstatic about a one one uh, one one draw. Liverpool's performance. Would you say they were better than expected or about the same as you expect? What do you think?
2: Um, I still think they're having some problems, you know, connecting with the uh, the front three. I don't know if it's like a midfield problem. Maybe Naby Keita coming back to the side will help them shore that up. Um, and I also thought, like, Trent Alexander-Arnold had a pretty poor performance as well. You know, there seemed to be some disconnect with the defense in this game with Allison. I guess. I feel like Arsenal was the one with more opportunities for this match, but... Overall, I mean, like, I think Liverpool, they're going to chalk this up more of a loss than a draw. You know what I mean? Like, a draw is a draw, you know what I mean? But like, for them, I think they're going to be disappointed. And I think Arsenal
1: should be ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I agree with. Uh, Boyce, give us, your, uh, give us your take on the game. Do you agree with uh,
0: Kevin? I think generally, although I will go the opposite direction and say that Arsenal are not quite back to title contending form as of right now, but there was <laughs> def- there was definitely a lot of positives to take away from this match. I think in the first half, obviously, you have to look at a situation as to whether or not Sadio Mane was actually active on that goal. I think one of the really interesting narratives from this match that I don't seem to see at quite as many people talking about, I saw a little bit about it today, but not as prevalent, was the fact that I think both Burnt Lino and Alisson deserved penalties in the first half. Mm. I don't know what the situation is where the goalies are so apparently so in command of their box that they can come out and just obliterate players. Alisson came out and just leveled Henrik Mkhitaryan. (laughs) And yeah, that was the goal he should have scored, but that's also a penalty kick. And I think there's an arguable one that Bert Lino did the exact same thing to Virgil van Dyke. And it's an interesting thing that refs have apparently decided that goalkeepers can do whatever they want. Uh, You know, I I thought the most impressive thing for me that came out of this match was the fact that Arsenal not just fought in the match, but imposed their style of play on Liverpool for Mm -hmm. a while. Mm -hmm. I, I think Kevin's point about... The midfield, I, I think, really was the most pertinent area of the pitch today. I, I think you saw a situation where last year, Granite Xhaka forced to languish with Aaron Ramsey, a player who has absolutely no positional discipline whatsoever, and he looked terrible. And you pair him next to somebody like Lucas Torreira, who just is positionally sound, knows where to be, doesn't advance too far, but can still play a pretty pass. And Xhaka becomes the player that you always kind of thought he could be. Even Shkodron Mustafi wasn't absolutely terrible. I think last week, if you fast forward and you go to Arsenal versus Palace, we talked about the fact that I thought that if Arsenal had had Xhaka in the midfield and a recognized left back, they would have been far better. I think they would have won. In this match, I think you saw what Arsenal can look like as a fully formed entity. The situation where Milner scored, I still can't believe that the man has scored in 49 (laughs) matches and hasn't lost a single one. That's a ridiculous (laughs) statistic that I have no idea how it applies to James Milner. But beyond that goal, I I think Milner and Fabinho looked particularly poor, with Fabinho looking worse out of the two of them. He reminds me of sort of a half-bit Fernandinho, where he has all the attitude but half the skill. And, you know, there was a play towards the end where I got into an argument on social media about whether or not Fabinho should have been sent off. But there was a little bit of an accumulation element to it. He's a cynical player who isn't necessarily really great at picking a pass. And to the point that was made earlier, one of the things that I was most impressed about was not only Arsenal's resolve in this match, but also the crowd at the Emirates. That last year, the year before, and maybe even the year before that, Liverpool scores a goal... The crowd goes quiet, and it's just antsy. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they legitimately believe that Arsenal will be in a position to score a goal. And lo and behold, Emery does something that he should have done in the beginning, which is play Owobi. Awobi comes in, leaves Trent Alexander-Arnold dead on the floor in one instance, and then turns around and plays a great pass to Lacazette, who nails a window that couldn't have been much larger than the ball and then i thought there for a second the arsenal might actually win you know I, I saw certain spurs supporters throughout the week ragging on arsenal for the result against liverpool and being so excited about a draw yet still being behind <laughs> spurs but then i looked at the fixture list and i, I looked to see what happened when liverpool played tottenham at oh, whatever they're yeah. playing their yeah. home ground and I don't seem to remember Tottenham getting a result. So,
1: <laughs> Jared meanwhile is in the corner going, "Oh, I'm going to get you so good next week." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's move
1: on. Uh, we have second and third spots still to guess, and Boyce are up. So, what do you think made it? You
0: know. Another week, another opportunity to talk about Jose Mourinho somehow managing to eke out a result.
1: Yeah, certainly did make the list. Yep, and that was second spot, so that'll get you those two points. Man United snatch all three points late on from the Vitality Stadium thanks to a strike from Marcus Rashford. Final score is 2-1. Yes, Fergie Time returned to grant the Red Devils all three points. But was it deserved, Boyce? No.
0: You know, this is another one of those situations where I think Manchester United won this match in a way that they've kind of won their last few matches, which is the fact that they just have a glut of talent. Mourinho hasn't gotten the initial starting 11 right in a large swath of matches throughout this entire year. In this particular match, I think he brought on Rashford, he brought on a few other players, in the middle of the second half, and it really tilted the balance of the match. There was an interesting interview with Eddie Howe at the end where he was talking about the fact, kind of lamented the opportunities that Bournemouth missed. There were periods in the first half where Bournemouth looked like they might just blow Manchester United off the entire pitch. Mm -hmm. Callum Wilson scores. They had a bunch of opportunities in the first half that they didn't put away. And then, of course, Martial scores a goal because a player that Jose Mourinho thought had no business being on the Manchester United squad and wanted to get away from the entire team is somehow saving his job this season, which is just the ultimate in frustrations. But <laughs> yep. that Rashford goal, it's the same way Manchester United always seemed to win. It had that scrappy Alex, like Alexis Sanchez against Newcastle feel to it. And you feel like, as they have the last few campaigns, Manchester United are just riding their luck. And at this point, We should all just accept that City are going to win the title and Sergio Aguero is going to be the only reason I advance in Fantasy Premier League and just (laughs) accept the fact that City are going to just absolutely tear Manchester United apart this weekend and be done with all of this nonsense. It's going to
1: be great. Uh, Kevin, the Cherries have won three of the last five, but uh, losing their last game back in late September against Burnley. So for Bournemouth, do we see a top 10 finish here perhaps?
2: Yeah, I've been just so impressed by Addy Howe's side. I mean, he was earlier rumored when Arsene Wenger was teasing the board about leaving and everything. He was up for the job at Arsenal because he plays fun attacking football. And he saw it in the opening half against Manchester United. Like he knew, like we've seen all year, Manchester United has a slow start. They're very tentative. And he played to that, you know, how Jose Mourinho usually starts out the matches. And I can definitely see Bournemouth, the cherries, ending up in the top 10. I love Eddie Howe. I love his quad. Wilson, Frazier, all those guys. I still wish Jermaine Defoe was still on there. I loved it when he was on there. But... <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm very impressed by Eddie Howe. I could see him, you know, moving up to another job, say it's like an Everton job or another stepping stone easily in the next coming years. I think he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm.
1: That I agree with. Uh, I think it's funny how we see this kind of slow rise of teams like Bournemouth who are kind of originally written off when they do get promoted. But uh, here we are. They're doing pretty good. So I guess we'll see how their season develops. Uh, Kevin, we're back to you. See if you can guess the last one on the list. It is third spot. So what do you think made it?
2: um I, I i'm gonna have to go between tottenham and city i'm gonna go with tottenham almost bottling it which is you know it's synonymous with the sentence like you know it's i'm gonna go with tottenham versus the wolves it
1: is not unfortunately no uh, it was a close call so boys we're gonna swing back to you what do you think made the list
0: well logic's gone out the door the last few weeks in terms of the matches <laughs> that have been selected so i'm gonna go with the one that actually mattered the most this weekend which is Hudderfield's own goal victory against fulham this afternoon that wasn't it either
1: no logic be gone indeed so kevin we're going to go back to you for one more attempt see if you can get it
2: um was it man i feel like this is a toss i'm going to say lester's emotional win if it's not this no this is this is rigged because that emotional <laughs> win
1: should be number third it should be and i i fully admit it should be but unfortunately it is not on the list either so boys <laughs> last chance for you as well bud what do you think was on it
0: uh, I don't know. City's bloodletting at Southampton. That sadly did it. Yes. That's not get, fun.
1: <laughs> it's not at all. That's why it's third. Uh, but Man City did manage to hit six against the struggling Southampton <laughs> team. Final score, of course, was 6-1. to one. Boys, let me ask you this. We've spoken about City a lot, so let me ask you the question about Southampton. Of the 23 games, Mark Hughes has only clocked five wins, and he's lost 11. So do we see an imminent sacking on the horizon, perhaps?
0: I mean, it's Mark Hughes. Of course we do. <laughs> it's a situation where I think one of the problems in the Premier League right now, and I'm hoping it's rectified by... Uh, An additional new vein of managers that are kind of rising up through the French and Spanish ranks that might enter into the English market and kind of change things a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not unlike Unai Emery, to be honest. I'm getting really, really tired of Mark Hughes and Roy Hodgson and Fat Sam the Walrus. (laughs) (laughs) And all these people that keep getting opportunities despite never really achieving anything of substance taking over these teams. And the match that really mattered, the Fulham-Huddersfield Town match where Huddersfield is still being relegated, but Fulham are somehow now in 20th, which is just absolutely insane. But the difference between 8th and 20th right now is three points. Sorry, 14th and 20th. My apologies. But yeah, so the difference between 14th and 20th right now is a matter of three points. There are a lot of very poor suspect teams in the Premier League. And Southampton have absolutely no offense. And the one player that they could really use right now that they sold for, I don't know, 100 million pounds or however much it was, was Virgil van Dyke, who I thought was outstanding against Arsenal over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Now they don't even have a back line. That team's quite poor. Mark Hughes has no ideas. He's never really... His teams have never really had an identity. The The best was when he replaced tony pulis at stoke and tried to pretend like he was going to turn stoke into a team that played possession oriented football as opposed to the orcs that they are (laughs) and have been throughout the majority of their history he's just a a manager without really any ideas and it's time for him to just retire and be replaced by somebody who might actually bring something positive to the game of football
1: and know what they're actually doing too um kevin let me ask you uh, your opinions on manchester city obviously we've seen their uh, insane rise to success over the last few years do we think in comparison to last season that this team can get any better i mean it seems like they're already on track to win it but uh give me your thoughts on the team as a whole uh, you know what, i'm bored
2: i'm bored of seeing <laughs> six goals every week because it's just like if if they don't score six goals it's almost like they lost um you know could they get better sure They sign like Lionel Messi. Yeah, they can get so much better. But no, (laughs) I think this is going to come down to obviously we still have like three uh, unbeaten teams at the top of the Premier League. But Man City is still in the driver's seat. You still don't have Kevin De Bruyne, which, you know, was their best player last year. And they just haven't missed a beat. Uh, Pep Guardiola is easily the ball genius that we all knew he was. And, you know, I, I, I just, it's hard to see any flaws. Maybe their backline. maybe they get, you know, maybe they'll just, like, overthink it. But so far, they haven't. And they just play, you know, South Hanson was playing that, like, trying to press them. And that's what other teams have done to, like, get them unsettled and try and use their, like... Uh, strength and toughness and grittiness to offset them but they have way more talent their talent compared to everyone else in the league is just you know Liverpool Chelsea some of the top six come close but it's really when I say it out loud it's not that close yeah
0: well unless we forget they should have another three points on men or they should have another three points on Liverpool because Riyad Mahrez should actually score that penalty (laughs) kick a few weeks a few weeks ago and Liverpool should have a defeat and Manchester City should be undefeated so the the fact that they're only up two is actually just Liverpool's fortune uh, let's move on uh, to
1: game number two Which is another round of Rumour Mill. So to clarify, each player is going to get a quote or a line from a newspaper or online resource from the last few days. All they've got to do is tell me if the words I read out were in fact printed or just something I made up. So it's kind of like true or false. Two points for a correct guess and, boys, you're up first with this one. Wales midfielder Aaron Ramsey looks set to shock the footballing world as he looks for a move away from Arsenal to London rivals Chelsea. True or false? True? It is false. I got you there, bud. Made that up. Although I do hear, and you guys can probably confirm this, that he is maybe going to be moving away from Arsenal by the end of the season?
0: Oh, he's definitely moving away from Arsenal at the end of the season. I don't know. It's been interesting because there have been rumors of sort of salary fixing by top-level EPL teams, but Mm. Aaron Ramsey doesn't really fit in this squad. Yeah. You know, he's a, a player without a spot right now, and... Yeah, I heard Rob Wilson. Yeah, say something earlier this week, maybe last week, about how we're finally going to start selling players with two years on their contract when it looks like they're not going to sign. I, you know, yeah. I, I would have. We should have sold Aaron Ramsey over the summer.
1: Hey, maybe Tottenham won him. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Kevin, this next one is for you. Wolves have again been linked with Liverpool striker Divock Origi after originally bidding for the Belgian in the summer. True or false?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go with true. Yeah, I'm gonna say true.
1: Yes, sir. That is true. Yes, and I'll get you those two points. Uh, Birmingham Mail published that report Wednesday, uh, hmm. Halloween night. Um, so good stuff on that. All right, boys. This next one's for you. Man United striker Marcus Rashford celebrated his 21st birthday by handing out 20 pound notes to people trick or treating for Halloween. True or false? False. Believe it or not, it's true. (laughs) What? (laughs) I've yet to see pictures, but the Manchester Evening News did write this article on Thursday, uh, the 1st of November, so it's in the morning after um so hey let's find pictures let's post it on social media and let's all uh, have a good laugh but apparently it is true uh kevin this last one is for you rumors have now surfaced that danish midfielder christian Eriksson could be looking for a summer move to real madrid as new contract talks at tottenham have stalled true or false oh um
2: i'm gonna say false i don't know i feel like posh can keep the gang together for at least one more year well
1: god willing for you guys but you know i don't know <laughs> it is false yeah nice work bud that will get you those two points um i haven't heard anything christian erickson related recently um i don't think jared has either we did hear kind of murmurings last season perhaps a little bit but uh no nothing fresh on uh, on that stuff so i guess we'll keep enjoying it while it lasts <music> All right, so let's swiftly move on to our last game, which is, of course, our classic closer, player profile. So I'll provide five different clues to a current Premier League player, which each clue easier than the last. First person to shout their name and correctly guess said player wins those two points. But you only get one guess as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. This week, the clue to these players is inked. Inked, which means players who have a very visible tattoo covered over part of their body guys you ready sure yeah <laughs> okay <no. laughs> very Kevin's confident like, what's very happening confident. <laughs> and like, who am i okay, let's do this Uh-oh. oh no it's gonna go horribly wrong all right player number one is a goalkeeper voice hey. yes boys ederson it is Uh, absolutely Edison (laughs) yes didn't need more than a clue and you can probably guess where his tattoo is it's on his neck and I don't know what it is is it a clock Um, is it a face (laughs) who knows But uh, the other clues were a Brazilian international used to play for Benfica now plays for City last name is Santana de Moraes so there you go that that last clue might have done it Uh, player number two is an Englishman Once played for Sheffield United, plays as a right-back. Currently plays for Manchester City. First name is Kyle. Boyce. Yes, Boyce. Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker. Bam, that is it. So yes, that is correct. and I'll get you those two points tattoos all over his arms you can probably see him clear as day although i don't know actually what they are but they're there um so nice work on that two points for you player number three is a brazilian where's the number nine shirt has only ever played for one english club
0: beep. Can I beep? beep is that how i do it is that <laughs> yeah. how i do it you, you oh, use uh, your name but yes you can also be
1: all right
2: i beeped in beep. um all right beep. what is it <laughs> Firmino? <laughs> it's
1: Roberto Firmino. Yeah, nice work. We right. <laughs> <laughs> got it. I should have maybe clarified the name thing uh, beforehand. But hey, it's always fun to see how people um, how people chime in. So yes, nice work on that one. The other clues were, is a striker and plays for Liverpool. So, yep, that'll get you two points. Player number four used to play for Arsenal. He is a striker. He is a French international. Voice. Oh, I think Kevin got it by split seconds. So what do you think, Kevin?
2: I'm going to say Giroud and I have his Arsenal jerseys and it pains me, but it's okay. It's, fine.
1: it's, it's okay. It's fine. Uh, it is Olivier Giroud. Yes, that'll get you, uh, that'll get you those two points. Uh, the other clues were now plays for Chelsea. First name is Olivier. Last player <laughs> of the game is a wingback. Plays for Spurs. Has scored just one goal so far cost Spurs a goal for Man City on Monday last week first name
0: is Kieran Boyce yes boys. it's not going to be enough to secure me the win but Kieran Trippier
1: it certainly is sir yes that'll get you those two points and yes you clearly have been doing the maths as well boys. because Kevin congratulations bud you have stolen it with a two-point lead you come away with 11 points how do you feel bud Whew, let's go! I'm, I'm I'm ecstatic. I don't I don't win I don't win often, so this is, pretty good. this is pretty good. It feels great, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's a first. You take the win, you run with it, you enjoy the week. Um, <laughs> Kevin, go ahead and tell us uh, a little bit more about your podcast, if you would. How we can find you? How we can listen in? All that good stuff.
2: Yeah, uh, the podcast is "Lot of Americans Discussing Soccer" or "Lads Podcast." You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, any podcast hosting site we're pretty laid back we drink beer um just like you know just two dudes my co-host martin uh it's like two dudes you meet at a bar and you'd like hang out and talk some footy uh it's very it's very laid back very relaxed podcast and um you can also find us uh we have social media too like instagram twitter and facebook and stuff but uh just just download us that's way more important so yeah thank you (laughs) for uh having having me on this has been awesome yeah no worries bud. and uh
1: boys how you feeling
0: you know losing to anyone who's not jared never feels quite so bad (laughs) so i I welcome his return so i can continue my dominance but uh in the meantime I'm I'm glad that Kevin got the points. There you go. We'll take that. Nice. Uh, Well,
1: folks, that is all we have time for today. Uh, Big thanks again to our guest, Kevin Petit and Boyce Richardson. Don't forget to check out our Twitter page, at Kick Corner Flag, as well as our Facebook page and our website, kickflag.com. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week.